video you're here with your hostess lauren smith and tonight we are having mike and back on the show he was so great we had to have him back because we didn't get to finish chatting um we had a little bit of a snafu at the beginning of the show thank you guys for hanging tight hope you all can make it back uh before i get started if you would hit the thumbs up button and subscribe on whatever platform you're using to listen to the show also please go leave a positive review on whatever platform you're using because that helps us get get on up there in the uh in the list so that we can get more amazing listeners like you so without further ado i'm going to go ahead and bring mike on and we can continue where we left off last week all right hey mike how are you doing today good how are you doing fabulous I don't know what just happened there i was there <laughs> and all of a sudden it was like connect and i'm like okay it was I'm weird hard hardwired into everything on my side i know i hit go live and it was like we're having trouble connecting to one of your platforms i was like okay cool that's fine and then it was like yeah we're not connecting at all to anything sorry go refresh and freak out for about five minutes and then we'll get you going so that's what i did it's nice <laughs> yeah no joke i think the heat is getting to everything it is so hot here like it's i think real feels 115 outside so yeah. Are you guys getting a smoke from Canada as well? No, no, we're oh. not getting any of that. Yeah, it Definitely. looks like a giant forest fire outside right now. Oh my gosh, y'all's yeah. air quality. Yeah. I could, I couldn't deal with that. Yeah, you can't go. <laughs> you can't go outside right now. So. <sighs> okay, so. All right. Here we go. Hello, all right. doll. Hello, digger doll. Dog, digger dog, not doll. And Bigfoot atheist inquiry was in the chat for a second. He said, someone outside said they were serving cake and ice cream in here. I hope I'm in the right place. <laughs> so, there we That's go. That's my boy Joe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, last week, or two weeks ago, I guess, uh, last show, we talked about um, kind of your, your history, how you got into the Bigfoot topic, how you, you know, leveled up to where you are now we didn't really get to touch on any of your experiences though and that's really what i want to touch on this time because you have you know just we said oh hey we're gonna touch on this or touch on that we never got to it so um i definitely want to touch on all those um can you tell me kind of about your most memorable experience is where we'll start oh, i'd say Everything is, you know, kind of been a, a, an interesting thing for me. Um, be it who I've been out with or, or what's going on. Every every event, you know, that we do or, or, or we go out. Um, mm -hmm. You know, my uh, the first time I heard my first scream uh, was in Pennsylvania in the, in the Chestnut Ridge. Eric Altman was running his uh, camping out a weekend. Uh, that is absolutely amazing. And... You know, that one, we're up the uh, two nights we go out and kind of take some families out. have never been out. And it was my first real Bigfoot event. Right. And um, the night we were out there before, I am not a, uh, what I'm looking for. Uh, I have a paranormal podcast now. That's not how we started. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I am a, a flesh and blood kind of guy. Uh -huh. um, but. I started watching what seemed to be an orb. Well, at first I thought it was a plane. Uh, mm -hmm. And I had this talk with a couple of guys tonight, so it's, it's fresh into memory. Um, but it was there, and then it was lower in the tree. So I'm like, oh, maybe it's a helicopter I'm catching at a different light and stuff like that. And I'm always trying to debunk everything. We're trying to be of quiet. Yeah. You know, we got three different groups out. And uh, it's just me and calls. We're doing some call blasting. The other groups are out on some pipelines and stuff. And... I'm still watching the thing, and, and Eric comes back because he's going to go to another group to bring up. And I look at these guys, and I'm like, what, what's going on here? And uh, they're like, we don't know what this." I'm like, that's it. Is it somebody in the woods messing around with us? So mm -hmm. I've got a big tactical light mounted on my tack vest, and I've got a big flashlight and everything. So I'm like, that's it. I'm lighting it up. At the same time, I'm recording it with this antique Vivitar recorder, Okay. This thing is, um, yeah, it, it, it's the first of the first generation of those kind of recorders. Um, the SD card is just whatever. So no night vision, no nothing. So right. I got some great audio and some really junky um, pixelized footage. And as I'm filming, this thing just blows past us. 
like, okay, whatever. We'll just chuck this up. Is it, you know, now we're going to go back and look for ball lightning. The next night we go up to the same area and uh, we're talking to some people about it. And people are like, oh, those are fairy lights or this or that. And some young gentleman goes, hey, up in the trees, do you see that? And we see something similar kind of go through the trees. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, I'm really, it's got to be something I'm missing, clean, whatever. But like when I'm when biased, it definitely could tell it was it was not a lightning bug or anything like that. So again, something we put back in it. All through the weekend, while I was talking to different witnesses, um, I heard I went to the car to get a cigarette. I went outside to have a smoke. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're chilling out by the campfire, whatever. So I look at Jay and I go, "Hey, you got a cigarette?" And I'm like, "I really shouldn't be smoking, but hey, you got a cigarette?" Mm-hmm. And as he goes to hand me a cigarette. And uh, this scream comes out of the woods. Um, and I could feel it in my chest. I mean, literally, I mean, it rocked me. And I'm like, what is this? Now, we've got parents with their kids, you know, 8 to 10 years old, you know, going, what's going on? Mm-hmm. I brought my kids up here in the woods. We're hearing this yeah. scream. They're freaking out. We got groups all over the place. And, uh, you know. Who's protecting the group? Who's got bear spray? Who's got, you know, what is it? Is somebody messing right. with the group? Is the whole thing. So, you know, you're, you're documenting. Again, these are like one of my first events. Ever. So, uh, the cop brain kicks in, and I'm like, all right, circle everybody up. So, we start calling <laughs> in. We start calling out to the other groups. Hey, did you guys do calls? Did you guys do anything? No, it's not us. Not us. Um, Rick Cherby gets on and says, hey, we're going to send Joe down here. And he's down the pipeline. And then a few minutes later, they're like, hey, you know, did he make it down to you? And we're like, yeah, he's been here for like five minutes. And they're like, something just went across the, the pipeline. And they're like, well, he's here. What was that? So they mm-hmm. do some investigation, whatever, cut across. It's like seven foot tall. And again, this whole area has been known for sightings and stuff. So now I've got everybody circled up. And now these parents are freaking out. Like, what do we bring our kids into? Yeah. So we, we basically say, hey, let's everybody get do their best call. You know, and we're still kind of dark at that point. So I got everybody back to back and let's make light of this, you know, and I got Jay standing next to me and, and everybody else that's kind of been around this a lot longer than I am. Scream. So we scream out and we hit calls back. So now I'm like, all right, everybody light up. So we set them up in a yeah. search pattern across. We had come up the road dark and as we set up, we start walking down the trail and flashlights. So I got everybody spread up about two foot apart from each other to kind of check the road. Coming across the trail, this young lady goes, hey, uh, I found something. And here we got a first impression. We start following that impression down and we, we get some stuff. Well, we started out with like 20 people, 15, 20 people. And next, you know, there's only four of us standing there. And we're like, where'd everybody go? Because we were too busy checking these impressions out. We took some photos and that kind of thing. And. It was like, okay. So we start walking back. I got to use a tree. So I sneak off in a thing. The guys are still kind of walking. We got one thermal. We got an old night vision camera with us and uh, come back. And everybody, the, the guys I was with, they're all spread out. And um, I'm like, what's going on here? And uh, Brian looks and he goes, hey, why are we all standing on top of each other? And like, we're literally like, you couldn't get us any close to each other. Like we yeah. didn't do that. And it's like, okay. And Jay goes, I think something's been following us, but we got a first generation, you know, seek thermal mm-hmm. old night vision. So that was the first cool one. Uh, a couple of months later, I was up in the Adirondacks, uh, found some tracks, double set up prints, small ones, big ones, found some hair. We still think it's probably think it's bare hair now. I mean, I got mm-hmm. it in the, it's in the drawer. It may go out to Derby. It's in my, like right. show the other day. It's, it's all, all on slides it's all here um but uh you know talked to cindy dosen about but that was kind of a cool cool thing going in there with the guys from nasra that's definitely um that's definitely a heart pounding experience you know and definitely memorable um so you know just from a researcher standpoint um what do you do to because I know, like you said, you debunk and you know you're skeptical about everything so what do you do to make sure that you know, the impression that was found or the thing that ran across, like, how do you uh, debunk, especially in a big group like that? Like, what what steps do you take to debunk? So, everything? you know, 
that was back in the beginning you know that mm-hmm. was day one i don't generally you know that's a family event going out in big events now right um, we weren't casting um the apps weren't out there i mean i am a huge proponent of 3d scanning uh i run three or four different 3d scanning apps on my phone or tablet that i've got with me so i can really scan that kind of thing taking yeah. measurements uh trying to do you know the stomp test at that point i think it was close to like 260 so you know trying to see if i could make the impression that are there right yeah um excuse me and if i don't have the 3d scanning app i'm taking as many photos as i possibly absolutely yeah um you know we kind of went over some of the measuring devices that i use again it's trying to document the most amount of stuff we possibly can to go back and look at it um again the orb i mean that what is it I, i mean i can go back and look at that footage and listen to that footage all day long but you know yeah. Again, going to look at the weather.gov or NOAA or something like that. Was there stuff in there? Is there a loose gas line through there? Was yeah. it was it a ball? Like, was it a gas ball? Was it you know swamp gas? Was it a lot of that different things? You know, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, having, I mean, having that much witness corroboration that's huge. Like, you know, because when I had my orb sighting, um, I was the only one who saw it. There was just two of us sitting there. But by the time he turned around, it went away. Um, if I would have had, you know, just a whole group of people that saw it too, that would have been great yeah. for me. Um, but I was just wondering because, you know, I um, there's a lot of group outings like that that I see and, you know, a lot of group hikes. I've been on them. I've done them. But it's like, it just, to me, it's it's very hard to, like, a lot of things are suspect to me in that, in that kind of environment and setting. So I was just yeah. wondering, devil's advocate, you know, how do you... Again, try to try to trying to find the weather, try to find the gas mains, putting it all down. But it has it happened before? Has it happened after? You know, Mm -hmm. uh, how many witnesses were there? But but what caused it? I I don't know. You know, and and you know, I I I talked to like I said, I talked to two different guys tonight about this particularly. Um, you know, Joe's busting my chops. So I literally went through before the show to dig this out Uh to show how antique it is. You know, now I'm running, you know, 4K cameras and gimbals and all, mm-hmm. you know, Matt, if you're here. Um, he lost the so lens cap. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, it's, anti, it's, it's buried. I mean, it, the documentation is there. I mean, back before GoPros, I mean, mm-hmm. this Kodak, I mean, this was, this was my go-to guy, you know. It's it's bringing that technology to have that mm-hmm. data. There he is. Um, I mean, but, before that, we had video cameras with cassettes in them. That's what my mom used. Yeah. And I remember when she was so excited to get that piece of technology um, because that meant, you know, that she could walk down the trail. This was 20 years ago. She would walk down the trail and she would put it over her shoulder and see what she caught. And I mean, to to this day, as far as I know, that's still effective. So, yeah, I mean, I had this talk with with Ron Moorhead a couple of times about you know what audio they use, you know, to get the Sierra sounds, and it, mm-hmm. it wasn't a digital recorder. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that kind of it goes towards you know some of the other sightings and stuff that I had. I was with 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 Call Steve Calls. We were up in in the Adirondacks in this particular location. He's had multiple sightings. But it's a, a middle of the day, we're walking, and I see some impressions, so I'm taking photos. I look over, and he's just kind of, like, stunned. Like, I'm like, okay, this is bloodshed now, and what's going on, the whole yeah. bit. You know, so go over and knock him around or something like that. But we're walking up the hill, and, you know, that particular area, the, the Adirondacks has been, you know, logged for years. So the perfectly planted rows of trees. So if you're looking one way, you know, you can look through the trees. But if you're trying mm-hmm. to look from this side with that parallel view, mm-hmm. it's not going to work here, you know, too much. But you, you, you can't yeah. see. And he and, and another two people are seeing something upright there. I'm taking as many photos. Mm-hmm. But again, listen to that audio. It's a digital audio. If there was something in the background, I may not have picked that up. So yeah. for a while, I was carrying to get some of that stuff, a good old-fashioned cassette recorder. Mm-hmm. That uh, I actually turned over to, to Alex and Eli from Small Town Monster, yeah. so they could you know mess with some stuff. Yeah. But again, having that that recorder and saying, okay, what's there, and I've gone back through that footage, and you know to get up in that area to to kind of document that. And um, you know, somebody asked me the other day, you know, what did you log and what did you? Well, you know what? As that new kid, 
that mm-hmm. digital recorder or that GoPro, mm-hmm. that was my my record of, of choice. Right. And I realized that as a researcher, that wasn't the way I should be. It should have been going. Um, it should have been going back to the good old fashioned notebook mm-hmm. or putting together an Excel document or something that I could easily go back and look at that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, it's up here. Right. But like, you want to go back a couple of years later and, and look at that data. I mean, I have mm-hmm. five external hard drives over here broken down by audio and video and, and still stuff. So I can go back and, and look at that data somewhere down because everything that's out there isn't Bigfoot. But, you know, did I catch something else? Did I catch some other bird noise or something like that? That's what I'm going to go back and look at. I mean, right. you know, we talked about some of the apps the other day. Some of those screams going back and running that audio. I mean, uh, at a great we're doing a live with with Steve Cowles on his the Squatch Detective show one night. We're up in uh, a location where we had uh, a sighting. And um, it's kind of interesting because that particular witness I just recently talked to, and that's where we kind of came out with the paint sample thing we talked about last show. Um, but we heard some screams, and it was like we had a rock throw incident that night. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm live listening, and I'm like, I can tell that's not right. But I'm also running the Merlin Bird app and can say, mm-hmm. hey, that's not X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. That's a blue heron that's on its nest that somebody just kicked it off what right what was there um and then the other time I was back again at buck in very memorable uh a night having a a, a rock through incident uh mm-hmm. leaning over the top of a mm-hmm. an older style equinox chevy equinox and rock comes through and pops me right in the middle of the head so what do i do i stop i look up the trees do i have you know, pine cones do i have some kind of acorn or some kind of other nut something come down and, and hit and bounce and then another one comes skipping across the roof of the car, and I get hit again. And I'm like, all right, what's going on? Thermal camera's off, trying to get the, the GoPro up and running. Like usual, the batteries are dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why I'm no longer a fan. That's why I'm carrying a bigger you know, 4K camera with me or one of the big thermals to right. document what's going on. And, and then we get a handful of rocks that hits the side of the car. It's not coming down. It's coming, and it's not. There's no wind going. There's no rain or snow. I was sprinkling, but no like hail is what I'm trying to get at. Mm-hmm. You know, nothing coming sideways. And you just kind of go, well, that's really interesting. I can't explain that. And you're just like, okay, but have I had a sighting? No. Um, and the other. You know, big one, you know, real memorable to me. You know, I, I, there's some great outings I've been with. And two of the guys that, that I've had great outing with, you got Matt from Central Florida, Bigfoot, going mm-hmm. down to Florida, spending time with him. And then Joe, the Bigfoot atheist inquirer there. Uh, Joe took me to the location of his sighting. And to have the privilege of going out, one of the right. first people to go out with him to his location mm-hmm. and look and talk and hear I guess that was probably is probably one of my most memorable, um, yeah. You know, trips into the woods. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's that was a that was an interesting interesting location. Yeah. So. Yeah, there's um. I mean, to me, I always tell people I'm like, if I go out and I get no activity at all, I still got to go out in the woods. Yeah. Um. So that's that's fine for me. And then um. But you know, it seems like every time we go out, we get something something of note you know so my partner i always say um he's a biologist and uh if we go out if we have one interesting experience happen while we're in the woods we find one thing one Mm -hmm. cool thing Mm -hmm. and we do a lot of road work um you know we'll cover you know we'll travel four or five hours in a night and then go sit somewhere for Right. A bunch of hours and then drive back. I mean, we've driven driven to to Vermont. I'm on one side of New York State to the other side of New York State. You know, we're almost five hours. And, you know, next thing you know, we're sitting in the middle of Ron or the middle of Pennsylvania. You Mm -hmm. know, I'm in western New York. I mean, it's, what are you doing here going from Niagara Falls all the way to the other side? Yeah. But it's the little things you find. I mean, found an old Jolly Green Giant Vietnam era helicopter in the middle of the field. Yeah, that's cool. You know, some of the other animals that we've seen. I remember the first time we found a bear and got it on thermal camera. I mean, it was just awesome to sit right. and watch it. You yeah. know, sightings in that area. But if somebody says, hey, can you tell me what a bear looks like on thermal? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can show you what a bear looks like at thermal. I can show you what a porcupine 
looks like on yeah. thermal. I mean, it, it, it's been the adventure. I mean, that's what I got to say. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, every time you go out, another thing is you're learning about the area that, you know, oh, yeah. you're researching for this big hairy guy, but you're learning about the area that could support it as well. So, um, yeah, yeah, no, there's okay. By Long Island, Bigfoot. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> you know, that's the thing is, I have a lot of listeners, and not every guest is going to be their cup of tea, and well, that's I, fine. I just, um. no, I just wonder what Long Island uh, Bigfoot is interested in, because, you know, like I said, I'm not going to say I've seen or, or heard yeah. or whatever, you know. Yeah, what what causes these things? I don't know. I'm documenting uh, yeah. it. It's it's going in the book. Can I, can I really yeah. take a look at, at things that are there? Right. Uh, I mean, it's, you know, it's... You know, I've, it's I all I ask from my listeners is that you be just uh, be respectful and be yeah. kind. And um, if my guest that I have on is not your cup of tea, just yeah. uh, bow out and you can shoot me a private message later to let me know why you feel that way if you want or just uh, stay tuned and I'll bring a new guest on the next time that you might like more. I have I have brought on um, very woo guests that people have not liked. I've brought on very flesh and blood science guests that people have not liked. So you can't win them all. You can't please them all. You can't vet them all. Um, no, it's it's fine. I just I I like to know what he's he's looking for because look, there are no experts in this. There's no. there's nothing there. Uh, like I said, getting out with the folks I've gotten out with, it, it, it's the experience yeah. of being out there, you know, and. Yeah. Uh, it's there you know oh, yeah. there's a lot of times that i'll hear stories and i'll be like yeah that why am i still doing this and yeah. then there are folks that i've been out with that man i've seen them i've seen them cry in front of me i've seen the hair mm -hmm. i've seen people after traumatic experiences right. you know they've seen something right. and i've been honored to have that shared with me and then i've had some folks reach out that i know are full of of malarkey and yeah. you know they, i mean there's a lot of times that i won't do interviews unless they're for friends mm -hmm. i won't go on and do anything anymore because you know that's how it is but i'm going to show you the best way to document and look for something yeah. if you have something so yeah yeah i have yeah. long island bigfoot reach out if you want I'll, you know yeah. i'll point you if you don't like mine direction i'll point you in the direction of folks i know that that <laughs> yeah. go down different paths you know yeah there's a lot of different kinds of podcasts out there and each mm -hmm. interviewer interviews a different way um so what would you say has been your most um, hair-raising uh, experience? Would it be, because to me, out of the ones you've told me, it would be the rock throwing. Um, that would have gotten me very nervous if it had actually hit me because I hear all the time um, people have had rocks hit around them. I've had rocks hit near me, but I always tell people like, if they wanted to hit you, they would hit you. They have impeccable aim. Yeah. And you got hit, so. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I've had, I've had two rock experiences. Yeah. Uh, one was live. We, Steve and I were live walking. You could hear the rocks sliding in right by us. Um, the most hair-raising experience for me, um, I had taken a coworker, and her daughter was going to write a paper on the subject. So I'm like, okay, there's a place I know we can go. It's safe. So we go up, and I there's I know this particular area. We go up quite a bit. We use it for research for, for flying squirrels because, as we talked about last time, you know, flying squirrels, if you hit them with UV light, they they go pink. Um, so we use it a lot, and it's close to home. So my buddy and I get in. We can, you know, catch up on the week and, and do some – and there's some sightings in the area. I mean, the original sighting is right down the street, you know, within five miles of – that got me started in this whole mm -hmm. mess. So I'm like, okay, it's fine. So we go up and I'm, I'm explaining the gear. So I got my thermal cameras out. I got two thermal cameras out. I got the night vision out. We're kind of explaining everything. We're sitting at picnic tables. Some group of kids kind of come up and they're kind of moving to another area in this, this kind of camping area. And I'm like, all right, we're going to move down the trail. So we go sliding up this trail, you know, about a half mile away from them. And there's a nice little bench. So I sit them down on the bench. They've got their flashlights, you know, you got my bear spray or whatever, and they got the thermal cam. Like, we're not going to come across anything. So what do you do? Like, when you go fishing, you grab your cell phone. So I'm, you know, texting with friends, checking <laughs> yeah. Facebook. 
they're having a great time. You know, it's it's a mother daughter bonding thing. You know how that is. You know to get out there and you know mom's you know likes the topic too. But yeah, you can you know they're they're running things. I got my back turned to one trail and I'm looking down the other. Like I said, my head's in my phone, and something bluff charges us. Well, I'm standing on shale rock. <laughs> stable. Super I didn't, stable. Didn't check it. It's wet. <laughs> I All go right. to spin around. What happens, man? I go up. I land on my side. My flashlight goes rolling away. The phone goes the other way. They're screaming. And one of these days, I got to share the audio. I have permission to share the audio. Mm-hmm. Because the reaction of those two ladies at that uh-huh. point, you know, of, you know, a couple of exple- you know, expletives, you know, get the flashlight on, yeah. you know, whatever. I'm trying to roll around. And like man where you go jeremiah be safe brother um and uh so but they've got my thermal so i can't scan the area because i'm trying to get them trying to get them now i'm like oh crap because i'm in charge of their safety well yeah like i said these kids are you know half mile down the the thing and we there's no way it's them coming to scare us because they Mm -hmm. would have had to turn flashlights on and run back to where they were at but as this happens with us. We hear them peel out as fast as they can go down the road. And I'm like, what was that? What, yeah. you know, did we, you know, is it a deer that came up on it? Is it a bear or something like that to just kind of, you know, bounce? but there was nothing. Once we get the flashlights up and going and I found everything, there's nothing there. We went back the next day. Um, thought I had something getting thrown at me again. What we found out that was the pine cone thing we talk about where ah. folks talk about having rocks and everything else. I hear stuff coming through the trees. It's not. It's pine cones falling down mm-hmm. out of the trees. Yeah. And again, that was great going back. So now I can kind of see your knocks, your thumps, that kind of stuff. You can see, look to see your pine pine trees are out there and are they dropping those pine mm-hmm. cones? So, but that night, yeah. Oh man, you went. Ooh, what was what was that that kind of mm-hmm. you know bum rushed us? You know, we yeah. can hear the audio. You can hear it come up, crash, and then it's gone. You know. So if it was a bunch of kids, they're they were not getting out of there. I mean. No. Even somebody no. with high quality night vision was not getting out of there at that point. So No. And you know, um especially when you're in the woods and it's dark, little things sound big. Oh yeah. So when it's actually something big, that is I mean, it's utterly terrifying. I've ha- I've been bum rushed by a armadillo rabbit hybrid yeah. mix. Um it was utterly terrifying. I climbed the person next to me. Like I was sitting on top of their head by the time the whatever had passed and it was very small but it's just, you know, when you can't see and all your senses go up, it's a heightened, you know, but I've been, um, I've been rushed by something bigger and it, it caused my very large friend to, I've, I don't know how he moved that fast. To this day, I still don't know how he got behind me so quick. Um, not behind me. He didn't like use me as a human <laughs> yeah. shield, but like he like was, uh, on this side of me and then all of a sudden he was over here and I was just like how'd you get over there you know um, it was a bluff charge to me is it's just one of the scariest things because you don't know if they're going to stop and you know a lot of times you may think something's over there and then by the time it comes out of the woods at you you're just like yeah it's that's a very very terrifying experience it can be you know and you're right you know I can remember we were filming uh, on the trail of Bigfoot the journey and we're up in the Adirondacks, and Alexander Petikoff and I are in the back, and everybody else is in the front. And, they're, and I just kind of went along for, for some tech stuff originally. So we're both running, you know, some bigger thermals that day. And everybody's like, oh, what's that in the woods? And I'm like, tree rat. I'm like, yeah, it's a, it's a wood rat. I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like, trust me. Here, here check the thermal out. And here's this little thing, you know, moving across. You're like, mm-hmm. but, yeah. you know. Last fall, we are up in the Adirondacks again after the, the Whitehall uh, Sasquatch calling contest. And we got barren thermal. And you didn't hear that moving through the woods at all. Oh, yeah. And literally, Steve calls us wandering up with the night vision. I don't see anything. I'm like, dude, you got to come back. We've got it on thermal, and yeah. you're going right towards it. Yeah. You know, and it's like. <laughs> to hear something that big moving through woods you're not i mean how many times i've got deer you don't generally hear the deer going through but those the squirrels and the, and the, like i said yeah. the wood rats when they're coming through man they just make so much noise 
Mm-hmm. Just go out and sit in your front yard and listen to the squirrels in your front yard or the chipmunks oh, yeah. the screaming chipmunks that are Yeah. What's that? Well, every every hunter on here, I believe, has cussed out a squirrel a time or oh, two yeah. in their in their experience. Um, but yeah, armadillo here, um, they're the worst. They're the worst at night because you think, oh my God, there is just something like there's a Bigfoot over there. There's it's just, there's something over there. It's amazing. Yep. Like we're about to light it up, and it's an armadillo, and they're just rooting around, blind little selves doing what they do. I was on a wild boar hunting trip for. Russian boar and I had a boar track right up behind me I didn't hear it come up behind me I was mm-hmm. you know tending to one of the dogs and oh well, something something on the back said hey turn around and I did and here's this boar kind of in the trail kind of looking at me and like oh I'm gonna die here you yeah. know and it's like mm, pistols in there I'm gonna have to go to the knife I don't want to do that and you know like oh but you're like things can move you know yeah yeah, I've um I've walked up on a herd of hog and there were probably 20 of them and my son and I were the only ones in the whole camp. Um it was out of in a WMA and we um we were walking up to get water. Didn't hear anything. I mean, there was no sound. I I heard a weird I I guess it was a grunt and I I finally looked up and there they were and I was just I froze. I was like, "Oh my god, I've got like, you know, nine bullets. Like what if Yep. So what am I going to do? And so there was a boulder by the water pump. So I set my son up on the boulder and I just stood there and I was like, ah, this is like old yeller. This is terrible. I don't yeah. know what to do right now. And then um, as the, at that point, they realized I was there. They sent me, I guess, I don't know, but I spooked them and they took off. And then like 15 more out of the woods next to it took off after them. And I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> like, I didn't even know they were there. Yeah. And they move. I mean, you get a 200-pound yeah. pig, and it's going like 35 miles an hour, it seems, and you just mm-hmm. zip, and you're like, what was that? Yeah. You know? It's, it's crazy, but um, the bear, you know, back to that, like, how it moved so you didn't know it was there. That's terrifying that something that big yeah. can not make sound. So, like Bigfoot, you know, it they, they aren't always noisy, you know? Yeah. They aren't always uh, making noise, ground thumping, and all that. Uh yeah. Uh, <laughs> Joe, yep. Yeah. The, the the porcupine hair is right here, Joe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this, but, this platform doesn't like your screen. <laughs> doesn't like my screen, so yeah. So, oh, my gosh. Um, um, yes. Um, no, there's, you know, seems like every time that I go out in the woods, I have... Um, I've had some scary instances, you know, and I don't know if you're like like my mom and I, we've talked about this a lot to where um, there's been a really heart pounding experience and you, you go ahead and make the call to leave or you've had a, a, a gut feeling to just, you need to go. It's time to go. Um, and so you leave and then later on you're, you're kicking yourself for not staying or not pushing through that and going and seeing what it was. Um, have you experienced that at all? I, I think there's only one area we went to and it just didn't seem right. But then like as we turned down the road there was like a mur- it was like a dump scene for a murder or something like yeah. that you know and it was like yeah respect yeah. the the buy you know the pr- I, it just was like no we're we're not going to stay here you yeah. know but it it was more like yeah but most of the time no i mean usually no it's raining too much it's cold you know mm-hmm. Yeah, that had that nothing's like, happened, but yeah, there's nothing. There's no nothing overwhelming feelings really, of I need to not be here. No, nothing's really given me that. I mean, I've been to a couple haunted houses or like that. That yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't want to be here. I mean, you well, know, I was gonna say, do you think you're desensitized to it a little more than the average person because of your employment or? It, it could be, but again, I think it's. I'm, I need proof of something that's going to creep me out. You know, mm-hmm. what? what is it your... I spent over 20 years as a, uh, as a recovery diver. And mm-hmm. um, working underwater where you've got no idea what's up, down, left, or right, what's in front of you, you kind of get in your head. And yeah. you're like... So sometimes you just got to say, all right, what's, take that deep breath and go, what's in front of me? What's going on? Mm-hmm. You know... Uh, it, it again, it's it's there, but 
you know, yeah, there's you're down in Florida and you're, and you're stomping through the glades and you kind of go like, is there a, a rattlesnake or something else that I might yeah. step on that might, yeah, maybe that's not the area I want to go down. Or, or, or you know, let's say there's some swamp water that I've talked about, you know, that you, is there a gator that you don't want to get that close to the water? You know, not like, mm-hmm. you know, horror movie kind of thing, but you're just like, I'm not messing with the wildlife. I mean, that's, that's the yeah. thing. For me, you know, there's just been so many times that um, that I've been in an area and it's just been an all of a sudden an overwhelming feeling of I don't need to be here. And I mean, absolute like I'm holding myself to the edge of my seat to not leave. And and others have experienced it with me. Um, I was with two of my male friends and we male researchers and we uh i was sitting there and i'd be damned if i was gonna say it first i was like sitting there holding on to the tailgate like i'm not leaving i'm not leaving and um finally they were like you want to get in the truck and i was like yeah let's get in the truck like and we all got in the truck and sat there for a little while longer but we all had this like extreme urge to get out like we needed to leave which um you know jonathan odom he's one of my great friends and he one of his quotes is my favorite he said you know not everything in the woods is bigfoot like you know there's paranormal there's other things in the woods that could be giving you that feeling there's bad people some places you know one thousand percent i preach that all the time i've had so many toothless and ruthless interactions that i'd rather have not had in the woods (laughs) yeah i mean Oh, hi, Christy. My my co-host is yes, just popped in there. You know, you know, but, Speaking of paranormal, and she appears. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's that psychic medium in her. She, yes, she knew. Her she guys knew. are pointing her hair. Um, <laughs> but, you know, the... Uh, yeah, I mean, you, you just... You never know. I mean, you, are you going to come across a, a marijuana grow operation, a meth yeah. lab, or a still? Or somebody just said, I'm getting away from society. I mean, that's, yeah. that's it. You know, and... You know, you talk to some people and some of these old stories, you know, were they set up by criminal element trying Mm -hmm. to keep people out of their neighborhood? You know, the old old spooky guy, you know, spooky house down the road. You know, we're not going down Mr. Jones's house, you know. Yeah. He doesn't want the kids hanging out ruining his lawn. Yeah. We've had a lot of um, uh, so many, especially out here. um, I say this all the time out here. We have I would rather face down a Bigfoot or, you know a hog or a mountain lion than a a human um because unfortunately myself excluded anyone who's driving around out there at the times that i'm out looking for bigfoot are usually up to no good um or looking for bigfoot whichever but um the most popular nature places around here in which you would think bigfoot would it would be a good spot to go look for bigfoot unfortunately are very popular for nefarious activities because there's no people and you know less law enforcement so um it's it really sucks um the most dangerous part of bigfoot research is the people yeah. is you know i've i've been uh held up on the side of a ridge um with people setting a car on fire and burning it and shooting it next to me and i just i couldn't come down i couldn't do anything i was stuck there until they got done i was just hoping it wasn't my car I was hoping they didn't come after me. Um, I've gone down dead end roads and got to the dead end and there's just a whole group of people and they start chasing your car and we had to turn around really quick and get out of there. Um, You know, I've had people walk up on groves. I've had people um, walk up on meth trailers. I mean, it's it's really the um, nefarious people of the world make it very hard to Bigfoot research sometimes because it's... And, and, yeah. and folks that want to go out alone, I mean, it, yeah, I mean, you trip and you fall, you, you sprain your ankle, <laughs> you're 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 done, your car breaks down, and you're out right. there alone. You know, I'm like, okay, yeah. but like I said, I've, I, there's two locations. One I just recently was cut across the Adirondacks because I wanted to go look for a moose. And that big joke with with everybody that usually watches my show, we got lost once looking for a moose um, because GPS didn't want to work that weekend, and I was too lazy to get the map out of the trunk. Um, but this particular road, well, so I you're caught... a man, no offense. Yeah, I was just lazy <laughs> that day, but yes. Um, but the, uh, this particular road has been known to have some moose sightings. So I'm like, I'm cutting through. I mean, and at the mm-hmm. end of the road, there's quite a few Bigfoot sightings. So I'm like, great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But body dump on that road. Like I said, mm-hmm. we came across the other body dump. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's. 
Yeah. Running it, yeah. Three fifty seven, yeah, it does yeah. switch to ten. Um I can Yeah, it, but I that's mean I for that reason I and people are like, ah, oh, well what you have isn't gonna stop a Bigfoot and I'm like a damn fifty like wouldn't stop a Bigfoot, but guess what? My gun will stop a hog, it will stop a mountain lion, and it will stop a meth head. And those are about the three things I'm scared of in the woods. So yep. that's where I'm at. You know? Um, it's just it's really hard. It's really hard to uh, go out and feel safe. For me, it's the people aspect, especially after my solo, my first solo. I had that incident, and now um, I'm a little bit better now, but I'm still on edge. Like, if I hear a vehicle, um, I immediately, I'm on edge. I'm freaking out. Um, the last time my mom and I went out, it was just she and I and the dogs, and we were... Uh, I think we were in the tent laying there just talking and we heard a vehicle come up the road and then it stopped. Now that's like the worst thing you can hear for me is if you hear the vehicle go on by, great. But if you hear it stop and then you don't hear anything else, my brain goes to a very dark place and I'm yep. on edge and I'm going to be on edge the rest of the night. Um, it's just, you know, I could have a Bigfoot come on down the ridge and sit there and eyeball me and make me real, you know, like, yeah, oh gosh, there's something there. We hear him. He's rock clacking. He's throwing rocks. He's bellowing, whatever. And I'm still not going to be near as nervous as somebody driving up the road, stopping, and I hear a car door shut or whatever, you know? Yep. Yeah. It's people are scarier than Bigfoot. That's yes, all I have to are. say. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, we, so, um, have you had any paranormal experiences in the woods? Um, Besides the orb. Orb. <laughs> so, not generally um, during our, our, our Bigfoot investigations. Um, like I said, our, our show, we do some, some paranormal stuff. Uh, Christy's a, a, a medium, so we've gone out. Uh, when I got started with the Bigfoot stuff, Steve Culls was part of a... Uh, multidisciplinary team and they kind of asked me so we did a lot of paranormal stuff but we down to the hinsdale house in new york um and it's it's a creepy location been mm -hmm. featured on quite a few shows uh, it's actually how our show got started because that's where i met christy she ended up channeling my grandfather in the middle of this haunted house after i was thinking it was just cold window draft and then um but at that location, we were doing EVPs, and I, you know, asked, you know, is it tranquil? And if anybody watches my show, I mean, show, or you've heard me talk, and even tonight, sometimes my tongue doesn't want to go where it's supposed to when I'm talking. Uh, and I want to say, is it tranquil? And it, it kind of mumbled coming out, and we got a yes, and then we got, no, it's tranquil. And I'm like, great. The ghost of my English ninth grade English teacher is here with us. <laughs> and I literally, we grabbed the recording, we took it inside, and we we played it for Jack Kenna, who was hosting the event. And I'm like, I I I can't explain this one. What mm -hmm. are you doing? You know, and then yeah. you know, I'm gonna embarrass the guys, but uh, we were there at another event. We we're up, and there's a, a an old prayer tree, and we're sitting there with a bunch of investigators and. Someone passes gas, and his wife, you know, does the, what are you doing? You know, yeah. you know says his name, and some of the other investigator can't be outdone because he's got to be childish, so he does <laughs> it. You know, we got a whole bunch of meters running and everything like that, yeah. and, you know, they start going nuts. You yeah. know, the, the I, and again, I'm not a, not a real good paranormal guy, so I don't even know what this particular device is, but it's got a temperature gauge on it, and it's like uh -huh. the temperature's dropping, the lights are going, the, the you know, the EVP meter's going off, yeah. the flashlights are going back and forth, and the, the one medium is with us, she's like, you know, spirit, are you, you know, you know, are you disgusted by these guys? And these two flashlights, they got set up just, you know, they're like, Going from these little teeny tiny mag lights to halogen spotlights, and we're like, I'm like, mm -hmm. I can't explain this, but man, this whole situation all it's is a crazy. big, you know. And then somebody's like, I see eyes, and you know, we got eye shine, yeah. and I, I've got a thermal or got a night vision camera, and I'm turning the night vision, and I'm like, I got nothing, yeah, you know. And and at that point, everybody with us, you know, it's kind of rainy, we got to go down this hill, and they're like, we're done. I'm like, you guys are all seasoned investigators. Where are we going? 
yeah. we're done. <laughs> you know, I'm like, yeah. okay, they're all creeped out. We're, we're out of here, you know? But... I'm just over here amazed that ghosts think farts are funny. Like, that's that's amazing news for me. Like, I feel... Oh, it, it was more like a, <laughs> the, the, are you disgusted kind of thing. You I mean, know? that's like, what the medium oh, asked, geez. but I mean... Yeah. I don't know. I, I kind of yeah. feel like, what if you had a bunch of redneck dudes out there with you, redneck dude ghost, and they just thought farts were oh, hilarious? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Maybe we're standing at the campfire watching the fart. I don't know. We're not going down that <laughs> that thing. But but you know, I'm watching these. Guys. I'm like, I can't. I can't again. It's one of those things you're yeah. just like, what just happened here? And yeah. I, I don't know. You know how we. But that particular area, it, it's known for a lot of things, and mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of sightings in there. Again, it's another thing you put in a book. Can you replicate it? That's my thing. When you're mm -hmm. asking about investigation stuff, can that be replicated again? Mm -hmm. Am I going back to that same location? Am I getting that orb again? Are we getting the same reactions on that thing? It's so, you know, mm -hmm. um, on the thing, you know? Right. Um, I don't know how we ended up with a third grade class thing going here, but I guess we did. It's okay. I'm here for it. I have two. Yeah. I have two boys. I this is my life. Um, I'm hard. I'm burning your show tonight, Lauren. I'm no, so you're great. Sorry. You're, you're great, Mike. You already got one listener running from you. You know, everybody else is gonna run on oh, this one. Oh, you're good. I have like, you know, my mom's here. She's my number one fan. Oh. Um, and Digger Dog, I got him back after a hiatus. He left me for a little bit. He's back. We're good. We're good. Joe's here to support us. Joe, I saw Sean was here. You know, Jeremiah was in and out. You yeah. Know. We got Christy. She hears my jokes all the time. Quality, Matt's here. quality, not quantity, Mike. Yeah. That's what's yeah. up. So. Um. So you were. Um. You have so many. You have so many uh, experiences and expeditions that you've been on. Um. Were there any that kind of changed your thinking on the topic? So, you know, like when you first start out, you kind of come into it, you're brand new, everything's shiny, Bigfoot's this big hairy monster, blah, blah, blah. And then a lot of the interviews that I've done, I asked them, you know, from start to finish, how do you feel about it now? And what do you wish you could have told yourself then? So getting into it, you know, it was the military and law enforcement uh, Matt, you're going to get in trouble if you're listening, and I'm not having Becky chase me down. Um, <laughs> the uh, the journey, you know, I, I, I joke about it. You know, I was in the journey, but the journey of this whole thing, the the sage path, as we say, with with where is my sage? Right. It, it's the folks that I've talked to that I really can sense and feel that they had some sort of experience that kind of brings me down there. How I document it is become the most important thing. Um, poor Maddie's going to get picked on when, you know, about this because he asked me the other day, you know, I've talked to all these military guys and law enforcement guys. And a lot of times that's at a conference late and I'm not pulling a notebook out. I'm not pulling a recorder out. And I really probably should have gone back and, and wrote a lot of those sightings down. I mean, to me, they're memorable and they're etched in my head because this guy or girl came up to me and said, hey, this happened to me. Mm -hmm. And I'm worried about my, you know, they're worried about their job or who what people are going to think Absolutely. about them, you know, yeah. and I'm giving them a chance to, to vent, mm -hmm. you know, the honor of Joe taking me out to his location. And we we're talking about tonight. Mm -hmm. There's there's a couple of things why I was there that I probably should have taken some other measurement. Um going out with matt and how i show all these different apps and i try to share as much documentation with folks if i knew some of that stuff if i was doing 3d scanning from day one yeah or had the merlin you know the merlin app or or scott's bigfoot mapping project i mean i i try to share the best i can so I've had the pleasure of being in the woods with some great folks that have a lot of skill sets that most other folks don't. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Steve's a private investigator. Matt's a, an amazing photojournalist. You know, some of the trackers we've been, some of the special forces guys that I've been in the woods with, having two biologists that give me a lesson every time I go out with is, is so, so important to me. 
mm-hmm. um, not carrying too much stuff with me. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it's it, it's it's always so important for me to grab more info. I guess that's that's it. I I, I guess a better documentation mm-hmm. um, would have been the, is is the big thing. Yeah. You know. Yeah. No. Definitely. Um, because especially like when you first start out, you're kind of there for the experience. You're there for the research also, but that experience is still fun. It's still fun to me to this day. Yeah. But um, if you're there to actually analyze, to collect evidence, to collect data. Um, you need to be diligent in documenting that. I'm terrible about it. I'll be honest. Um, I've gotten better. You know, I, like I told you, I use my notes app on my phone. I just grab it and yeah. document whatever. But um, but I've been terrible about it too. I used to wear a GoPro, but it just like the battery life, um, the battery life, <laughs> and then just you know having to go review all that. It's easier just to jot it down. Um, if I have audio or video backup for that, that's great. Timestamps, like you said, but yeah, um, 1000% here for the free backpacks. If you missed part one of this show, go back for the gear review portion of the show. It was amazing. Yes. (laughs) But, um, I just know, you know, there's a lot of people that honestly started out flesh and blood. And then the farther they go into it, they're all, it seems like a lot of them are going more paranormal on this topic. Or um, they started out believing, you know, Bigfoot was a myth and then it was proven to them. Or it's a journey. And there's a lot of people there thinking about the topic has changed over the years so, so much. Um, It's really, it's amazing. But, you know, there are a lot more science folks that are are there in the background. There are a lot more folks that we wouldn't think that are, you know, that it, because it's become more normal. I mean, drive down the road, how many cars have got a stick Bigfoot sticker on the car? Yeah. You know, I mean, Oh, it's, yeah, yeah. You, you know, but, you know, the other thing would be to save your pennies and buy quality equipment. Yeah. Don't, I mean, like I said, this thing's probably 20 bucks or something like that. That was where mm-hmm. I started. Yeah. Again, the, the the first night visions or thermals or something like that. You know, if I, you know, I, I'm a thermal guy. I mean, God, this is my baby now. I mean, this thing, mm-hmm. half mile for a human-sized target, two miles for heat source. But saving for that stuff. I mean, you know, like, okay, it's time for drones. I mean, you're looking a couple thousand dollars for, a dr- you know, a, a good drone, you know. Yeah. Um, thermal stuff. But uh, did I lose you? Okay. But I guess that was the thing is just don't rush out and buy equipment. I mean, you can go really, really, really <laughs> cheap. You know, I mean, again, having a tape measure, a flashlight, a good compass, and a great first aid kit, and a backpack, you know, <laughs> and make sure you got your food and your, you know, you can do it. Yeah. You know, you don't have to go buy you know, $60,000 worth of gear or something like that. Right. You can go out and have fun and you still can record that stuff. Again, right. having a good old pen and paper, you know. Um, that, that, that green screen, you're driving nuts because I can't grab <laughs> stuff with it. I keep losing things. It's um, like my, I'm personally, like, uh, just cracking up every time you try because it's like the bane of your existence. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to go green, green in a minute here, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's going to go. Virtual background, you are out of here because you are driving me nuts here. Go oh, background. my goodness. So we're going to go back to green here. Uh-huh. All right. So, uh, but, yeah, I mean, having some of the, just like I said, old-fashioned notebook. Mm-hmm. Old-fashioned notebook, um, a, you know, pen. And then, like you said, uh, different apps on your phone. But if your phone dies, a soft tape measure in your pocket. That's what I carry, and yep. it's in uh, all my. It's funny. I have one in each of my hiking pants, and then I just leave it in there and wash it because I forget about. Yeah, <laughs> you know, we we talked about that the other day. Yeah, yeah. they're right here. You know. Yeah. For, for those of you around, yeah, there's there. There, there's my rope, my tweezers. You know, not these. Yeah. I got seal tweezers. These are my my demo things that I keep around. You know. It's it, it, awesome. You know, it's just what you can take with you is is. is it doesn't have to be big. Yeah. Like I said, I run a sling bag and, and I rock it out. But having a communication device to get back, you know, we had talked with somebody the other day, you know, and I was listening to somebody else's, excuse me, somebody's show. Mm-hmm. If you're going to be somewhere you don't have cell service, 
get yourself a, a beacon, get yourself, you know, some way to yeah. find so folks can find you. It's so important. Yeah. That, yeah, was for Robert. So. <laughs> I said, uh, if we could take a drink for every time Lauren says, um, uh, you know, or apparently, yeah. Like, okay. Really that. On my show, it's Gimbal, so. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, <laughs> but there's there's a lot of great gear that you can use. Uh, exactly, like batteries, Lauren. Four batteries. Uh, I put it back out in the car. Uh, yes. My radio that I carry with me now. No, Robert, no. I took it as funny. So no yes. big deal. I, I took it as funny. It does not bother me at all. The, the the radio that I've been carrying lately actually has a hand crank in the back. Oh wow! So it's got a flashlight, it's got a weather radio, and it's got a hand crank, and I can charge my phone off of it. So that's pretty awesome. That's you showed me my... your power station last time because yeah. you know if you walk into if you walk into my kitchen before a weekend camping trip, there are cords in every plug, and it's charging some piece of equipment. My headlamps over here, my GoPros, my recorder, you know my different um lantern lights that i have and then of course because i'm overkill i also bring my propane lanterns and blah 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 like <laughs> got backups for my backups um there's there's a lot of but you know um on the flip side you know definitely um save up for good equipment but yeah. like he said the opposite of that you don't have to have badass equipment to find bigfoot uh, oh. a, a pencil and a notebook to jot down your experiences out there. Um, like Shelly Covington, Montana, she documents the flora and fauna of where she goes because that habitat supports your Bigfoot. And so that, you know, knowing your surroundings, knowing where you're at and what's there, that's a big deal also. And I'll tell you one of my favorite pieces of equipment, hunter's ears, the little, yep. little $10 hunter ears. I think I got mine on sale at, I uh, want to say it was like bass pro or something they were on the clearance section and i looked at them and i was like huh i wonder if i could have those and i will tell you i use them when i lay in the tent not when i'm out researching with other people because that is a nightmare um but when i'm laying in the tent at night i'll put the hunter's ears in and you can hear anything walking up and i just lay there i lay there until i fall asleep to it so from the paranormal community i started doing the uh, the live listens Mm -hmm. So I bought a cheap pair of Sony um, stereo speakers mm -hmm. or microphones. Those run into my recorder, and then I run my earphones, my earbuds, out of them, and then I live listen. So oh, that gives me the magnification. So okay. I'm getting what I'm recording. However. And you're recording it, yeah. If you go out, do not go out with somebody that's very happy. Um so mm -hmm. I went out with a friend. I'm live listening. <laughs> and yes, uh, my friend Stacy came across a cute little new. And she, okay, so that was one time I was probably spooked. She screams <laughs> at the top of her lungs. And I've got these earbuds in. And I turn around thinking there's a bear or something. So I'm going for the bear spray. And she's got this new, she's like, ah, look what I got. Oh, my God. And I'm like, don't, 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 don't. And I'm like <laughs> ripping things out of my ears. But oh yeah, I bought cheap uh, hearing aids on Amazon. Um, the, yeah, even the um, the earmuffs now that they've got the Walker earmuffs, they've got yeah. the the you know the shooting ones yeah. have got the you know things are in there. And the noise canceling and yep. all that would probably be best for if you do go out with a lot of people. Um, yeah. But yeah, definitely. You know, I've I've picked up. I've worn I've worn my ten dollar hunter's ears and then i've also worn like the 300 dollar i don't even remember what brand they were michael waldy had them i think um but they were so expensive and they were the noise canceling amplifying headphone yep. sets and they were truly amazing but you know especially if you have hearing issues um you know that it helps it, those yep. they were kind of like those they were yeah yeah yep. so yep. Cheap, swatty ones. So I mean, it, but it, it is helpful. Um, like I said, I use mine when I'm laying in my tent at night. Because that, to me, that's what my mom and I do. We'll joke and laugh around the campfire, and then we'll go lay in, in the tent and kind of listen and see what creeps up on us. When it's just she and I, because we're two females, we're 
very we're usually laughing and having a great time we're very curious to them and so they'll kind of creep up closer and feel safer when we're in the tent and i'll lay there with my hunter's ears on and just listen and see uh what comes to visit me um at that same time we'll have recorders going inside and away from the tent as well so but I'm yeah. going deaf from being a, a diver and shooting from here. So oh, yeah. I usually yeah. have them anyway so I can hear who I'm with. Uh, yes. So, yeah. As yeah. my partners will tell you. Um, <laughs> Definitely. Um, do we have any questions for Mike about his experiences or his gear? Um, what, what? Oh, I have a question. What are your plans uh, coming up? Is there any? Are there any big projects that you're working on right now? Or... Um, anything you have coming up that you're excited about event wise? So I've got an event on July 22nd in Caledonia, New York. Um, actually going to be speaking with, with Joe, the Bigfoot atheist there. Um, so we're doing a little, a joint presentation and then I will be in Whitehall at the end of September for, uh, the Sasquatch calling contest in Whitehall. That's a great event. Um, Alex will be there. Uh, Alexander Petikoff, uh, Steve Calls, Emily Floor. Uh, okay. Eli's coming for this one. But there, there'll be a great, it's a great, great event. I mean, it's huge. Paul Barfound will be there. So all those Whitehall folks, um, think Brian Gosselin, they're going to do like a tour of Bear Road, like right. get the whole tour bus. So that that's going to be a cool one. Um, next weekend, I'm actually going to be doing a paranormal investigation with another, uh, paranormal group. Uh, Christine and I are going out to Ohio to do that. That's um, exciting. There are some, some bigger things coming, uh, I okay. can't really talk about, but, uh, I'm helping some folks with some hair stuff. Uh, awesome. we talked, I think a little bit about Darby, Darby Orcott's at NC, uh, university doing the uh, DNA study Did we get into that last time. Uh, at all yes i think so so yeah so if you've got that unknown hair and um the the, it's a college funded thing so i'm helping Mm -hmm. some folks package up some hair to get out to him uh you know and uh i got a couple little little cool things i'm working on um that will be hitting sometime soon so uh it's 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 getting back in the woods it's it's enjoying things um right just passing the word you know that's the kind of thing it's not all Bigfoot, folks. So, <laughs> so if you're interested in the other things that Mike does, uh, definitely tune in. Um, let me pop this up real quick. You guys can follow him on Facebook and Instagram at Tactical Bigfoot Research. And then you can also flip over to the Where's My Sage podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Uh-huh. And they have a YouTube channel, so that's where you can go listen, um, as well as any podcast app that you think you have on your phone or computer or Alexa or whatever. We're everywhere, yeah. You're everywhere. I rem- I will never forget the first time someone realized that I was on, uh, I think it was like Google Play or Amazon or something, and they were like, you came across my Amazon thing today, and you're famous. And I was like, well, um, it actually feeds to all of them, but thank you. <laughs> It, we'll go with that. Yeah, that's it's when you that's try fine. to keep keep a low profile close to home, uh-huh. <laughs> and you walk in a, a, an area and go. So, my husband's watching TV the other day, and I hear oh. this voice, and you're like, yeah. oh, "Oh no!" no. <laughs> I'm like, "Okay, uh, was it a work related thing, or was it something?" Oh no. No, no, he's watching Amazon Prime. Oh, my God. You're that okay. Bigfoot guy that was on that yeah. one Bigfoot documentary. Yeah. yeah. And then you, you try to, yeah, just try to separate, you know, work from, and then you're like, oh, he watches all that stuff. And then all of a sudden you're the cool kid, but then you're like, mm, you know. So. Oh, I've, I don't have that problem. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. I, I did. I, I, back when I worked in human resources, I used to be deathly afraid that people would find out about the Bigfoot thing. But then uh, Finding Bigfoot came out and people stopped seeing it as, so taboo and yep. now i'm the bigfoot girl so that yeah but it, but again it's okay you're doing it well what are you doing well how many kids can we teach about science now because they mm-hmm. like the subject how much you yes. want like you know all the stuff that you're doing and you've been doing with the kids mm-hmm. i mean we're kind of doing trying to do this up here as well right get and everybody involved yeah. the best we can i have a, yeah. a presentation that i do called little footers the next generation and that's actually what it's about is 
kind of using Bigfoot to entice kids to get out and get into nature because, first of all, they're the next generation of Bigfoot researchers. So we've got to train them right. It's our it's our job. Um, and then also it's getting them away from their screens and everything that I hear people complain about. Um, get them away from their screens. Get them outside. Get them into nature. Um, you know, that's a, a big deal uh, for my kids it's never really been an issue. If they have the option to go do something outdoors, they're going to do it. But uh, other kids, you know, it's getting them out and teaching them. And then you also make uh, you also make a, a lot of great memories with your kiddos. You know, yeah. um, I've given speeches to Cub Scouts and I have to tell you, their little imaginations and their the way their little brains think like these. This is the future of Bigfoot research. Yeah. So. All right. Um, <laughs> on that note, we'll go ahead and uh, we'll start wrapping it up here. Thank you again for coming on, Mike, um, for part two and sharing your experiences and uh, more of your gear. <laughs> you thought there couldn't be more. You we'll have part three for the rest of his gear. Oh, yeah. Have Jesse and Joe from Hellbat Holler on. You want to talk about gear? Oh. <laughs> Um, but thank you again for coming and you guys, again, you can find tactical Bigfoot research on Facebook and Instagram and where's my sage podcast on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or any podcast app. Um, be sure to go like, and subscribe on all of his things so that you can see what he's got, uh, what he's got going on, what he's got coming up on all of his things. And, um, if you liked this show, go ahead and give me a thumbs up, hit the su subscribe button. If you haven't ring the notification bell so you don't miss my next show and leave a positive comment or review. I love to hear from you. If you leave a negative uh, comment on YouTube, I'm going to delete it. Just don't even bother. I don't want to hear that, you know, my mom sounds like a hick or uh, that you think the guest is an idiot. I, do, I don't really, I delete it. I don't even post it. So don't bother leaving it. Um, if you got something positive to say, I want to hear it. Um, as usual, stay safe, be kind or kindly shut up. You know, that's my motto. Thank you all for being here tonight. Thank you for joining in the chat, being positive. Uh, very much appreciate you guys. Hellbent Holler, I will be getting at you guys to come on the show if you guys are interested. Um, so, you know, get your gear ready. Go dust it all off because you've been called out now to to rival Mike's gear obsession. So you have you have no choice here in the matter. <laughs> all right, everybody, stay safe. Be kind, and I will see you next time.